welcome to episode 150 of the two on three podcast where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes i'm ty and you can find me longing for the salad days of the internet on twitter at seatjk and with me as always is chris where can we find you lamenting the days of internet past chris you can actually find me avoiding salad altogether at the CD Villa Senor. I don't. I don't know. Do I get nostalgic about old the old internet times? No, not no, really. I, I do. Yeah. Do you do the simpler yeah. days? I you know I like bandwidth. Would you like all? Would you like to have all this bandwidth and then the simpler internet? I would like people to stop using bandwidth to mean anything but actual bandwidth because I had a networking thing I had to deal with today and I needed to search our Slack and let me tell you what. Shit was difficult to find because if you search bandwidth, it's everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> because it means my attention, it means my workload, it means my mm-hmm. everything, and it yep. means technology bandwidth. Yes, I'm talking specifically about megabits over an internet connection. Would you like big data pipe, but like, you know, whatever lame, lame builds of internet sites? <laughs> I don't know what you're... <laughs> I think my problem is I generally prefer to read, and now everything wants to be a video, and I'm like, this is not what I want. Uh, I get yeah. you. I get you. Stop making... A... I don't want to watch your 15-minute video. I need a list. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this week, we're going to begin to take stock of the year that was in 2020, and doing so in a way that might help you get through the remaining months of waiting for a vaccine, but probably not the one from Pfizer. Thanks a lot, Donnie. Donnie. Uh, Before moving on to a new semi-recurring segment about the misadventures of the overmatched, and we'll close up with Twitterati being overreactive on social media. Specifically in segment one, we'll look at the top 10 TV shows of 2020 by the numbers, put together by the TV staff at Uproxx. In segment two, we're going to have our first installment of The Moron Chronicles. And finally, segment three will be an examination of notable overreactions on Twitter, Because one of your hosts got mildly harassed for asking a good faith question this week and felt inspired to feel better by finding the ways it could have been a lot worse. Beyond the buzzer, we'll pause for dad jokes of the week before heading to the OT where we're going to find out what words we might say incorrectly, intentionally, or otherwise. Interact with the show on Twitter at 2on3pod, or hit us up via email at at 2on3pod.com. You know how much we love to hear from you. But before we get to that, Chris, I have to ask you, do you remember the first time your kids lied to you about something important? <laughs> so hilariously, my daughter, um, when she was young, had this very sort of vivid imagination mm. and would and would tell other people stories about our family that weren't true. Like <laughs> all the time. A classic. Like all the time. Her life just wasn't that inter- like wasn't interesting enough. So she would like spice it up. And we would come across people like we'd never met before. It's like, oh yeah, you know, I, you know, you're a teacher or something like that. And said, we had no idea that that uh, she had an older sister. And we're like, <laughs> she doesn't. It's like, oh well, well, she told me very clearly she did. No, she didn't. She, <laughs> and and that sort of led into sort of like. Uh, some basic, you know, some some basic like you're in trouble. Let's let's just let's just lie, which <laughs> which we had to which we had to uh, straighten straighten her out on. All right. Well, I was thinking more in terms of straight up deception, <laughs> <laughs> because my eight and a half year old uh, has decided. Well, we recently discovered that um, she had been essentially cutting class, cutting virtual class. Uh, she had been getting on the Zoom and then just going over to the browser and cranking up the YouTube. 
And I discovered this because I just happened to be in the room the other day while she was reacting to her teacher. I could hear the teacher asking the questions. And then I heard my daughter respond in a way that was incongruous to what the teacher had asked. And I was like, that's, that's odd. Usually she's really engaged. Like when I've been down there before, she's actually kind of bossy on the call, right? Mm -hmm. Like very engaged, too much so probably. Um, And I was like, that's weird. I didn't think too much of it um, until then the next day you get a note from the teacher. She's like, you know, lately uh, your daughter has not been, her camera's been off. And when I ask her a question, it's like, she's not paying attention or she doesn't understand what's going on. Um, She doesn't, uh, she she just tells me like that she can't hear me or so I've been doing a sound check with her, but it doesn't seem to be, you know, anyway, she's like, look into it if you can. And I'm like, what? And so, yeah, I went into the internet history and she's just firing up YouTube during class and watching it instead of listening to the teacher for like two solid weeks. (laughs) She's ready. She's totally ready for corporate America. Oh my God. She's, she's, she's ready to, she's ready to work in, uh, she's ready to work in, uh, in the big wide world now. And it's one of those things that just snapped everything back into focus because I'd realized that over the last couple of weeks, her assignments, like she had been really good about self-study and doing and doing really well. And like just lately it had been much more difficult. I was like, why is this so hard for you suddenly? Mm-hmm. And she was even doing it during, uh, during like her advanced math class. She was just, okay, I'm connected. Now I'm out. <laughs> she, she discovered, she discovered tabs. Yeah. Yeah. That is hilarious and shock not here's the thing kids obviously they're always looking for you know they're looking for the easy way out right and and remote learning is nothing but easy way out it's just a whole it's just a whole you know buffet of of easy way outs like i don't have to do this i don't have to do this i don't have to listen i have no accountability Mm -hmm. and and kids just are like okay i don't know it's a (laughs) It's not a surprising outcome. It was just, you know, obviously disappointing. And, you know, that I, I felt bad. I, you know, I get offended on the teacher's behalf, right? The teacher is, especially our older daughter's teacher, is either is very tech savvy or has made herself very tech savvy and is really making a, a point of trying to make this a, a useful experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was just, you know, mad at the, that she would disrespect somebody's hard work like that. And then, you know, I think what really got to me is I realized that sometime... Not too long ago, I was I had been, you know, reinforcing to her that I was very proud of her for being so autonomous and, and letting it, you know, helping out and doing her part. We've we've talked a lot about doing our part, right? And when it comes to behavior and, and getting through this tough time and just that she would let me just sit there and say that. I'm like, oh yeah, you're welcome, Dad. They're just lying <laughs> straight to my face. <laughs> the I you know, I think that again, you're you're since your kids are younger than mine, my kids have been pretty good about staying engage enough with their schoolwork to sure. like get good outcomes. Um, I can't imagine if they were in third grade, is that mm-hmm. what it is? Third mm-hmm. grade. Third, I mean, they just need, they just need to be kept on the path. Now, you know, you're just gonna have to watch her just slightly yep. closely. Oh, we had to reconfigure the seating. You had to re <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep. It's like all those little things. like, you know what? You, you, you wandered off the path. I'm just going to guide you back onto the path. There's like, yep. there's, no no hard feelings i get it you know you lots of hard feelings you, <laughs> i don't think it's like you you discovered something and you got away with it for a little bit but here's the deal you're not getting away with it now and yeah, there's a little bit of a bigger like screen addiction concern i have too with her yeah. like everything it's like the way i am about golf that life is life is just what happens between rounds of golf <laughs> <laughs> like i think for her it's life is what happens between time she can spend doing whatever she wants to do on some kind of a screen. 
Got it. Got and it. I think the pandemic has been, you know, a huge part of that. Honestly, like as much as I didn't want to, we, we had to lean on that pretty hard over the summer. Right. Cause I, we mm-hmm. still had, it's not like there's summer vacation from your job. Sure. And sure. so, you know, I think the summer just had a really negative impact on just the, the kinds of behaviors we needed to have in place um, when it came time to do the distance learning. Yeah. I mean, they're adapted to it, I guess. That's good. But yeah, just the. Yeah. I mean, it's, and you know, with winter coming up, it's really, again, you're like, you got to lean on it again. I mean, that's yeah. the, that's the, that's the tough part because you get to your weekend and you're like. I just need some peace and quiet too. You know, I just right, need, right. I need, it's like, I've been on all week and now right. I need the kids to like do their own thing. And right. screen is the, you know, yeah, and they're not, tough. and they're not quite old enough to do like other things. Right. You can't just turn them loose on their own to do activities. Well, and then, I mean, and I don't mean this to turn the podcast into this tonight. Sure. No, it's fine. It's tough when um, our older daughter too is like, she doesn't want to just play with her little sister. She wants to show off. So it's always like, come be with us while we're playing so that I can do stuff in front of you. And I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Why don't you ever play with us? Cause I'm with you all the time. Right. When I'm asking you guys to go play with, with toys with each other, it's to get you away from me for a while. Right. I need this. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a tough one. And it's, you know, I, I was gonna say the in, in our you know what's a there's a sort of there's there's two saving things around here. One is golf because hmm. uh, you know they both play, so you can just right truck them out there, kick them out, and like let them do stuff for a while. And uh, the ping pong table, mm-hmm. the ping pong table has been a huge gift to us. I mean we've we've sat around, we've played like all of us will hang around the ping pong table, talk smack, people play. And it's just time where you're not watching TV. You're not. You're doing something active. You know. You're just. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It, that's the maybe that's the challenge when your kids are young to find something active that you can be around for, but don't have to be entirely involved in. <laughs> yeah, or just something that we can do together that I actually like. So I'm yeah. going to invest in some of that stuff. Obviously, we're even with the vaccine coming. We still have quite a few more months, mostly in the house in front of us. Um, I'm going to rig up like a legitimate Lego table, like. I want to build something. Sure. Um, because Ner- the big thing Nerf is hoop. I can't, I, I'm not getting on the floor. I just don't to do it. I'm too old for the floor now. I've become too old to get on the floor. Um, and then we invested in some, uh, some music gear for Christmas. So I got a, uh, an 88 key Yamaha um, for all of us to learn on. Uh, my wife wanted a real piano and I was like, how about we go halfway? <laughs> well, we do something kind of like, a yeah. Piano. Can I not get something that requires lots of maintenance? Yeah. But we wanted a real piano, so I got one of the weighted key, weighted 88 key Yamahas to okay. learn on for the kids. And then uh, I got a couple of, uh, like a dual wireless mic PA, um, basically a karaoke machine, but it's like, a, I got it from Guitar Center, so it's like a legitimate piece of equipment. It's not like karaoke machine from Walmart kind of deal. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's, and so in the budget karaoke, like YouTube has all the karaoke you need on oh, it. Oh, yeah, exactly. So you do is just run a line. Yeah, syncing. We're all about the syncing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that sounds fun. Yeah, you should just do more of that kind of joke. Yeah. I'll learn some accompaniment. We'll do some karaoke. It'll be fun. Yeah. Sounds sounds perfect. All right. Well, with that, let's get into segment number one and talk about screen time. All right. So in segment number one, um, this comes uh, courtesy of our, our favorite TV writer, Brian, Gr- uh, Brian Grubb. Uh, he works over at Uproxx, and they did a 
well, they started by, they grabbed my attention because it was by the numbers. They wanted to do the math. So instead of just objectively, um, you know, having the staff put together a list, they had them rank them as if they were MVPs, right? So give me a ranked choice voting for the top 10 TV shows, and then we're going to assign them point values based on how high you rank them and, and come up with a definitive uh, 10 show list for the year. There's actually 12 shows on the list because they didn't come up with a methodology for ties before <laughs> before they did the voting. So that's uh, that's pretty funny. And they, they addressed that, of course. Um, but really what I wanted to talk to you about with this segment was I wanted to go through this list and 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 one and see if you watched any of these shows. Would you recommend them to our, our listeners? I think, you know, we've we've been good about checking in and trying to provide um, ideas for, uh, you know, shows to binge, movies to watch during the time we've all been inside for ever. Um, so that's that's with that. Uh, number 10 is Betty on HBO. Are you familiar with Betty? You know, no, the, uh, you know, this show is not really made for me. It's about no. like cool girls. <laughs> yes. And I'm neither. So, I mean, I'm sure it's well done. You know, HBO has been, HBO has been putting out the, you know, the absolute best series. Zzz. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Of, of, you know, of all the premiere type, you know, all the premium prestige type series that are going out there so there's no question it's probably really good and um and it doesn't doesn't shock me i look at the picture of the of the characters and i read the i read the description i was like oh yeah i understand why people like this skateboarding girls yeah but i can't let my my kids are obviously too young but what age do you let your children watch hbo television because you know you can't (laughs) let them watch that euphoria no no (laughs) i i I, i'm sure there's i'm sure these young women are dealing with very adult situations i'm sure this is not for for the elementary school set but you could get them a skateboard (laughs) yes there you go instead of letting them watch the show all right, next we've got The Umbrella Academy. Did you watch The Umbrella Academy? I have watched The Umbrella Academy. Both seasons? Both seasons. Um, I also not watched quite, Yeah, I'm actually not quite done with season two. I got derailed. Okay. And, uh, and oh, no. No, I watched all of... No, I'm sorry. I did watch all of Umbrella Academy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, terrific show. I mean, I think, uh, you know, it's like X-Men for, you know, the edgy, the edgier... Let's let's write X Men stories that we couldn't really write for the X Men. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting to me too. It's like two seasons of television, and I think in real time on the show, it's been a couple of weeks. Right. Right. Yeah. So it's that weird dynamic where they're sort of still acting like it's only been a couple of weeks, but it's like, wait, we've been watching this for two years. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's totally worth it for the guy who plays Klaus. Yes. Who's unbelievable. And, Season two in particular. Yeah. And the kid who plays uh, number five. Yes. Th- those two guys are the best. I feel like everybody else sort of sort of just kind of is is there to yeah. play off these two. But the performances those two guys have, have made have been super duper enjoyable. Yeah. I like it a lot. All right. Next, we have an animated show. The Harley Quinn animated series. Um, which moved from the DC Universe streaming network over to HBO Max. Did you? So, are you an HBO Max subscriber? I'm an HBO subscriber, so yes, I get Max. Where? Let me ask you. Sidebar: Where are you watching HBO Max? I'm watching it on two. I, I have a I have a Fire Stick. Okay. In one TV, and uh, on my uh, on my PlayStation. On and my it's letting you TV. log in with your cable subscription. Yes. On the Fire Stick. Uh huh. All right. Obviously, I must be doing something wrong. 
Because every time I try to go in there, it's trying to get me to sign up. To and do I, and I, to do to do that. Yes. Hmm. Anyway, okay. wait, that, that's not interesting to our listeners. <laughs> Did you watch any of Harley Quinn? No, I haven't even watched Birds of Prey yet. I saw that it. I saw that it. The did, movie. Yeah, I saw okay. that it did make it to my premium cable channel, and I noticed it was on the other day, but I did not watch it. So I'm going to make some time over the next few days to to check it out. You don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I wanted to also until I did it. <laughs> All right, fair enough. All right. It's one of those movies, I felt like I was waiting for it to start the whole time. But, you know, so I don't know what's up with this Harley Quinn series from mm-hmm. from DC Universe, but I remember the Harley Quinn from Batman the Animated Series, who was played tremendously by whomever who was doing it. She was great. Like, sure. her and... I, she's a famous actress, but, um, but the thing that, that that actress and Mark Hamill did in in Batman the animated series was always was always pretty kick ass. So what's with the fascination with Harley Quinn? It's it's a I don't know, psycho <laughs> psycho girlfriend? I don't I don't know. It's, I just feel like the last few years have been there's been a lot of Harley Quinn content. Yeah, I mean it's she's just a less malevolent Joker, right? She just you know, she's she's a lot of the charm of the Joker without the mass homicide. Mm-hmm. Which makes her, okay. which maybe makes her a little, uh, a little easier to serve up. All right, I happened to look up who did Harley Quinn's voice while you were talking, and it's a woman named Arlene Sorkin, who I don't think I could place. It seems oh, like she yeah, yeah, yeah. was on Days of Our Lives for yes. a long time. Yeah, she was on Days of Our Lives. She was <laughs> on Days of That. She was on Days of Our Lives when I was in college. That's why I know her. Gotcha. And other than that, seems to have pretty much voiced Harley Quinn across the universe until the most recent iterations. Well, I mean. Hey, pays pays the bills. Yeah. All right. Next, we've got the boys. Uh, did you watch the boys? I am watching the boys. I'm currently about four episodes into season two. Okay. It is. <laughs> it it makes me laugh. Uh huh. It's it's funny. I think that uh, that whatever Carl the, the whole thing that Carl Urban's doing through that entire series is funny. It makes me laugh. Yeah. And um. And the guy who plays Superman is is perfectly odious. Oh my god, just impossible, right? <laughs> but his name is Anthony Starr, for but, what it's worth. But what what the deal with him is? I I think to myself, it's like, what if I had the powers of Superman? Right. I would likely be at least this level of an a hole, right? <laughs> I mean, it, it would be hard not to be. I like how you know I know how we've grown up with Superman. He's raised by loving family in you know middle america he, mm-hmm. he learns the value of hard work from jonathan kent and all these wonderful things yeah <laughs> in any other in any other setup he's a giant a-hole probably yeah which makes me which makes me which which also um uh, reminds me i need to watch brightburn because i saw that also on my guide for for premium cable so i need to watch brightburn it's fine yeah yeah, okay. it's better than Birds of Prey. If <laughs> <laughs> we're stack ranking, yes. Okay. If I was going to watch either one of those again, I'd watch Brightburn. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I love the boys. Uh, it's I like it. It makes me uncomfortable in the right way. Like I, I'm, it's uh, like it's hard to watch at times. Um, I, I've sung my pra- the praise of Carl Urban before on our show here. He, I'll, I'll pretty much buy a ticket for anything he's got going on. Yeah. Um, so I enjoy it. I, if you haven't watched the boys, if, as long as you're okay with sort of 
shock horror and not horror shock gore i should say unexpected yeah um because the powers get used and it's realistic yeah and that's i think the thing that you know just ends up being a little gruesome it's like kevin smith script come to life right it's like (laughs) the the harder edged comics that came like planetary or the authority if you ever read any of those um yeah this this comes from that side of the the superhero universe well, that reminds me that at dinner the other night, one of the girls asked if we'd like to, if we'd rather be have super speed or be able to fly. And my first question was, well, how fast can I fly? <laughs> and then I ultimately um, landed on super speed, specifically because that I'd be able to just make money playing sports. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, what am I using it for? Because if I can only fly and I'm not like, you know, if I'm not, I don't have any other powers, you can't be a superhero. With just super speed, you could probably be a superhero. Yeah, just like in Chronicle when Anthony or when uh, Michael B. Jordan gets hit by the airplane. Yeah, or, you're just flying yeah. around. It's no good. <laughs> you struck by lightning. Yeah, you know, it's like you know, it's just like you're just a dude flying around. It's a bad deal. Yeah, if you're not invulnerable, you're just a meat bag. Yeah, we'll go. Yeah. We we should go into. We'll do. We'll do the downside of superhero powers at some other point. I'll write that down. We'll, we'll do okay. That. Because I have I have very many perspectives on this. All right. Uh, next, we've got The Crown. I have not watched any of The Crown, and I don't think I ever will watch any of The Crown. My my wife is watching it, so I've watched it in spurts, like here and okay. there. Um, yeah, they really, they really, they really kicked Prince Charles in the balls this season. <laughs> I, hear, I heard that. <laughs> Which is, but you know, it's it's fictionalized. It's just a fictionalized account of the of of the royal family. I don't know. It's pretty yeah, here good. they're upset about it. Whatever. What, what do they care? But I don't know. It's it seems well made and well acted. It's just I I'm just in and out of it. I watch maybe I've watched maybe two or three episodes of whatever how many there are. All right. Uh, I may destroy you. An HB another HBO show. No. No. Did you are you aware of it? Not really. So this is one of those shows that I wanted to or was at least partially interested in. But um, honestly, it was. It was clearly based around like this woman being assaulted in the beginning, and I just wasn't up for it. Yeah, you know, there's a let's just run law. Who cares? The, uh, the <laughs> there's this whole. I was reading this article the other day that that people are rewatching much more than discovering new shows right now, mm-hmm. simply because from an anxiety standpoint, it's much easier right. to crawl in with a story that you know, and you know how it's going to end. And you can just sort of wrap yourself in it and just enjoy it because you know what's happening. But the additional anxiety of watching shows where you where there there's a lot of tension and you know and they're well told stories and uh, you yeah, people are finding that too uncomfortable and they don't want to take it on. And I totally understand that. I think it's the kind of thing I would like to watch when it comes around. And I'm sure it's on demand if I if I you know feel like if we get to a point where I'm up for that kind of material. But it just is it looked like it was well done. It looked interesting to me. And then I just was like, I just don't, I don't want to deal with this woman trying to piece her life back together after it's been destroyed. <laughs> right. I just don't, I, get, I know it's more about more than that. It's just the way it was presented in the original marketing. Yeah. And again, it's, you know, it's likely well-made and, yeah. and good. And, yeah. uh, and, but you know, do you want to take that? Do you want to take that on? All right. Well, speaking of well-made next, we've got the queen's gambit. You watch. Are you it. on the Queen's Gambit hype no. train? It is the, the official the what this month's official show of Facebook where everyone like types, "Oh my god, Queen's Gambit." <laughs> and then everybody types, then there's like 50 comments like, "Oh my god. Oh yes. Oh this is the greatest." Blah, blah, blah. It's like, "Okay. 
I don't know. I missed, I, I'm not on board with the Queen's Gambit yet. But It's fine. I like chess. It's fine. Right. It has, it, it look, I, it, so I've, I've gone, I went in on this on Twitter a while back because I'd been holding this opinion for a while because everybody's going off about how good it was. And it's just, it happens to be the one you ran into that looks great and is well, you know, well acted and well executed and is there and, and is, is entertaining, but it's not, it's not spectacular. It's not, it is not, I mean, if you, I guess if you, my, my thing was, it was, if you loved Mr. Robot, you'll probably love the Queen's Gambit because okay. there's a lot of staring. <laughs> Like half the show is centered around the lead bugging their eyes out. Like that's half the. There's so many scenes where I'm like, how long do I have to look at this? <laughs> like, cut it already. The uh, yeah, it's like I, 15 seconds of staring. Yeah. You ever see the movie Waiting for Bobby Fischer? Uh, yes. Yeah. The, not since it, like like the Joe Montana. He's like a young yeah. Joe Montana. <laughs> anyway, um, that's a really good chess movie, and it's the only other chess movie that I really know. But. Uh, um, if it's if it's if it's like that if it's that good I'd I'd probably enjoy it but I don't think I think it's more I think it's something else. It's it has really good high points like there are, some episodes are really good and yeah. others there's just long there's really good points with a lot of filler that's all there's just a lot of stuff where you like you could you could cut this down a little bit I don't need this much of this <laughs> got it. Next we've got how to with John Wilson which I'm not familiar with at all until I read this article. Um, it's just. I'm not even sure what it's about. <laughs> the, the, the explanation doesn't really make any sense. Like it doesn't really describe what the show's about. He's an interesting-looking guy. Okay. I don't know. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's. I'm sure it's just off the wall kind of. All right. If you know about how to with John Wilson, let us know. If you liked it, let us know. <laughs> I forgot it was on this list since the first time I reviewed this. Frankly, I was like, oh crap. All right. Next, we've got Lovecraft Country. Did you watch Lovecraft? Country? I watched the first two episodes and then got lost and then not lost, but I just, it's sort of, I got away from it. And so I need to loop back. I liked it. I like, I like where it was going. So, um, yeah, I heard it took, takes all kinds of weird ass like turns and stuff like that. I've been trying to stay away from the big spoilers, but you, you can't not see some of this, the stills and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to get back to this. Yeah. There's a lot going on. There's, um, yeah, it's I, like, I can't really even explain it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's what most people are saying. They're just like, I can't explain it. I recommend it, but at the same time, um, I don't think it was as good as I wanted it to be. Yeah, and I think it's because I wanted it to be Watchmen. Right. Yeah. And just because you know that it's been almost right now like a year since we last watched an episode of Watchmen. That was the last one was on the fifteenth of last year. Mm, what a good series. Sad. A year has passed. Uh, we're almost done here. So last uh, or third, we've got. Third to last, Better Call Saul. No, I, you know, I didn't even watch Breaking Bad. That's how terrible a person I am. I don't. <laughs> You're know. missing out. I, you know, I'm sure I am. I'm sh- again, billions of people can't be wrong about loving um, Breaking Bad, but I just sort of missed it. And it's how many seasons? Breaking Bad. Yeah. Uh, off the top of my head, I think it's five or six. Yeah. See, I can't. I can't. I don't really have. I can't even watch the shows that I want to watch that are short, like short seasons. <laughs> Like I can't. Breaking Bad's not an onerous watch, though. Yeah, but it's, but what? It's how many episodes, and it's forty minutes an episode. I mean, I could turn it on and let it run, but then I wouldn't be watching it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I haven't. It's funny that I haven't really had. I don't know what you would call it, time. I haven't devoted a lot of time to just sitting down and watching TV lately. Mm-hmm. That's just yeah. so. I have I have limited I have limited windows. 
I highly recommend for Better Call Saul. I did not enjoy watching it week to week, so I stopped and just let it record. Uh-huh. And I watched the whole, set, like, two-thirds of the last season, like, in three nights. And that was a much better way to watch it. Yeah. I like Odenkirk. Yeah. Odenkirk's always welcome in my house. And it feels like the story's moving a lot faster when you're when you're binging it. Uh-huh. Because it is, you know, these shows are a little, they, they can be plotting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number two, Ted Lasso. So Ted Lasso is, like, right in my wheelhouse, but it's on Apple TV Plus, so I'll never see it. <laughs> but I'll never know. Exactly. The uh, again, um, Sudeikis is always welcome in my house. Like, sure, I, I like Sudeikis, and I remember the I remember the hilarious Ted Lasso commercials where they were right. commercials for the. I was for, so confused. I was like, didn't this show come out like a long time no, ago? No, but he just they just did. NBC was just doing commercials for the Premier League. It was like right. we got an American football coach to to coach Tottenham or whatever the the the, the setup was, and those commercials are hilarious. They're so great. I'm sure it's great. I'm sure yeah. it's really funny. Uh, again, yeah, you're on Apple TV Plus. I think that I don't know. I think you when it came out. I think if you were an iPhone user, didn't you get some free hours? I some, there may have, I don't know. There may have been there may have been free hours granted to you if you were an Apple. If you were an Apple, whatever. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> I'm not an iPhone user. Oh God. Maybe I'm missing out on activating my extended benefits. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Lastly, we've got what we do in the shadows. Which is one of these shows that I've seen a thousand promos for and have never even deemed to consider watching. I'm sure it's funny. Now, I actually watched the movie that came out in sure. 2008, 2007, 2008. The mm-hmm. Taika Waititi, you know, Jermaine Clement. Like, just a yeah. bunch of guys with tremendous New Zealand accents being <laughs> being vampires. That movie right. is hilarious. And... um God, can they? I mean, it's their number one show, and they must be able to recreate the magic here. It seems like something I'm going to dip into now to see it come through on the best their number one show. I, I mean, yeah, the, the, it's it's wild to me to even consider that 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 would be possible. I thought it was just existing in a world that didn't I wasn't part of. Yeah, I mean, I'm so. sure I'm, I'm sure it's clever. I mean, if if it's half as clever as the movie was, then it's got to be it's going to be funny. But the. Uh, there's just something about it's just something about I mean maybe the accents make it funny. It's like watching Concords, right? Did you watch Concords? Did you watch Flight yeah. of Concords? Yeah. Hilarious every week. Yeah. And I think I think about half of that was because of the accents. I think about <laughs> half of it just cuz cuz they talk funny. Well, and that's probably why I'm going to come back to this is cuz I mean, you think about it and it's really about vampires who like aren't good at it. Right. <laughs> so that's that's interesting to me. I should I I'm surprised. It's just Camp doesn't generally appeal to me unless I already have some sort of invested interest in it. Yeah, I mean the setup. So. The setup's terrific. Yeah, so maybe 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 I'll check out what we do in the shadows. So that'll be my recommendation for myself as we deal with the the winter, the darkest of the winter months, <laughs> the darkest, coldest part of the year. Where we, you know, whatever. I can't talk about it anymore. But with that, let's go to segment number two. Duh. The Moron Chronicles. All right, in segment two. Uh, as I as promised, our first edition, uh, hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully of many of the Moron Chronicles. Now, is moron an offensive word? <laughs> Maybe. Um, Maybe. I don't know. It gets used. I mean, I know that. I mean, it's. I think it's, it's ableist because I'm 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 othering stupid people. <laughs> I think I think the term moron was applied to people who had a dif- like a like a disability. I didn't call it the Mongoloid Chronicles. 
<laughs> but I think it's I think it refers to someone who is like. But it's softened as it's now. It's just generally if you're just, like idiot. Yeah. It's like okay. again. It was. I think it's an. I think they invented the term to refer to a certain disability, but now it's just. You know whatever. All right. Well, to set the premise for the audience who's <laughs> never heard the segment before, um, you've never heard any of these of these stories. So I have collected a compendium, if you will, of stories of people being stupid, apocryphal, perhaps. Who can say? That's not the point. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to relate them to you, and essentially you're going to react, and we're going to talk about whether or not you've had similar experiences, how much you think this is a reasonable position, so on and so forth. Got Our it. standard sort of fair, just a little bit. Uh, I don't know how I'd even put it. I'm, I'm gonna let's so let's just get started. We're gonna first we're gonna call this first one, drumstick dummy. My housemate, a 24 year old post grad student, did not realize that one, you needed to preheat an oven, and two, you needed to defrost meat before cooking it, and three, you needed to use a baking tray to do it. I learned this one day after I caught her lining the bottom of our oven with frozen chicken drumsticks. <laughs> So have you ever seen anyone just put food on the bottom of the oven? No. Um, no. I think that I'm a little puzzled by that. So post-grads, that would mean that this person's in their young 20s. 24. 24 years old. Has never used, has never used an oven. Apparently not. Now, so I'm, here's, here's the thing. Or seen it done. Or seen it done. I'm going to tell you that I grew up. And I didn't ever use a washing machine or a dryer until I went to college. Like, so I got all the way to 18 years of age before I had to learn to use a washing machine. Okay. <laughs> so, so relating that to someone who, if maybe you're a college student, I mean, maybe she's used the range before, right? She's, she's, maybe she's boiled soup, mm-hmm. used a microwave. Perhaps, Maybe. perhaps a toaster oven. <laughs> Maybe I don't not. Know. That's good. <laughs> but, but no one ever told her you have to thaw and preheat. I don't know. That's a uh, twenty-four is a long way to go to to not. <laughs> she was putting the chicken. She didn't put the chicken on the rack. She was putting now. It says the bottom. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. It Maybe the bottom rack. I, there had to be racks in the oven, right? That's what makes me wonder about some of okay. these stories. So well, yeah, when they say I caught her putting frozen drumsticks on the bottom of the oven my sense is she's putting it on the rack of the oven probably now the the um i recently heard a story about someone who did something similar that they were um that that this these two people were living together roommates and they were going to use the oven and the, the the one says i don't know i don't understand how you how you can use the oven because it's such a it's it sucks to clean He's like, well, you don't have to clean it every time you use it. And he says, well, I don't understand. This person was cooking, like, meat in the oven just on the rack. Like, not like in a, a grill. Like, not in a pan. <laughs> like, they wouldn't put, like, a baking sheet on. They were just taking the meat and putting it on the rack, and it would just drip all over the bottom of the oven. And then they would clean it up later. Like, they had to clean not it up. Not clean it up. Clean it up. So, you gotta wait for it to cool down and take the racks right. out. This is why, which is why this person was like, "I don't know how you. Why would you? Why does anybody ever use the oven? Because it's so hard to clean after you use it." <laughs> I hate cleaning appliances so much. I use probably more foil on things that I should. 
Because like I'll, I'll, I'll line a baking tray just because I don't have to wash it afterwards. Oh, for sure, for sure. Like <laughs> who am I? Like like Gordon Ramsay? Like you know you watch those cooking shows where they like put stuff like directly on the trays. And yeah. Like it's like who does that? Only people, only people who have other people to wash their shit. Yeah. Behave like that. I used to do it, and then I was like, "This sucks." <laughs> <laughs> Foil is your friend, but all right. You, oh, sorry. I just, ahead. I just, I just feel bad that someone could go like a quarter of a century and not understand how basic oven works. It's interesting that, that that's possible. It just missed. It just missed her. She's she's obviously dedicated her life to academia. She's perhaps she's you know you find that I, a lot of people who are smart in school just can't. Fucking get there. I went to a high school with an astrophysicist who couldn't have made a hamburger helper. <laughs> right. So. Right. And then there, are, then there are people who are whiz handy at everything and just can't do school. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. All right. You ready for the next you one? Bet. This one is called the Spanish speaking baby. <laughs> Wasn't that you? <laughs> no, I didn't learn to speak Spanish until I was uh, in middle school. A very pregnant checkout girl once heard me and my mom talking to each other in Spanish and asked us if it, we, if it was hard to learn. Well, this led to quite the conversation. Apparently, the baby's father was from South America, and since he had gone home for good, she was afraid she wouldn't be able to understand the baby. <laughs> After an awkward pause, my mom and I explained to her how the baby will speak English because that's what she speaks, and it will learn from her. She didn't seem relieved, so I don't think she believed us. <laughs> Well, all she'd have to do is hear me try to speak Tagalog, and that would that would put her right at ease. Cause, cause Lord knows my I I only speak Tagalog to mock my parents. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only reason I would do it. And uh, how much of the the continent of the Philippines or the country rather? Okay, I just said that. How much of the the, the country of the Philippines actually speaks Tagalog? It's a lot. It's like the northern part. They're they're okay. they're like a. 1.4 billion languages that get, like dialects that get spoken in the Philippines. Because uh, I had a friend, a very white person, mm-hmm. who did his Mormon mission in the Philippines, uh-huh. and he had to learn the language. Yeah. And I was, but then I learned later on that it, it maybe it wasn't as widely spoken in the country as I had realized. Yeah. So in the Manila area, in the northern part, that's where you speak Tagalog. My my mom comes from the southern part, and she speaks this dialect called Visayan. And it's funny because there would be times where my mom and a f- another friend of hers who would speak Visayan to each other, and they'd be speaking. And it sounds like Tagalog to me, but you, don't, you know how it has the same sort of cadence or whatever. And then I'd look at my dad, and he goes, I don't know. I don't speak, I don't speak Visayan, which was hilarious to me. It's like, yeah, well, I don't know. They speak a different language. Okay. It's, I like this idea, though, that I want to know, like, I, some of these things, like, did you just never think about it? Like, it just never occurred to you how a child learns to speak because are you maybe you're an only child, you didn't have any younger siblings, so you never really seen it done? Yeah, I don't... Yeah, that that this woman at the grocery store would uh, would would not understand that just because her her child is a Hispanic descent wouldn't just pop out speaking Spanish. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um... I don't know. I mean, it's obviously probably sat up nights thinking about it. It was probably she was obviously worried about it. Clearly, I mean, and there is like a tragedy buried in this story where, like, wait, so the baby's father is from South America, got you pregnant, and then the pieced out back to South America <laughs> right, forever, right? And you know, she's a simple. She's a simple. She's a simple girl. A simple small town girl 
you know, and uh, maybe she doesn't have that much support, and she just thinks sitting up at night thinking, God, how am I going to understand my Spanish-speaking baby? <laughs> I feel bad for her now. <laughs> she must be scared out of her mind. Probably. Hopefully everything worked out okay. Think, Probably when the baby you know, didn't speak Spanish, right. she was like, oh, okay, I, I, we're going to be all right. When the baby came out and didn't speak anything. Until they were, yeah. until they were, I don't know, three. I don't know however long it takes them to. Maybe she tried to learn. Though. Maybe she might have taught the baby Spanish. <laughs> it was a self fulfilling prophecy. Yes, she felt like she had to learn it, so then she only spoke to the baby in Spanish, and then, and then the, the baby learned to speak. And the baby yeah. grew up speaking Spanish, and she was right the whole time. She was glad she prepared so well. <laughs> All right. All right, we have time for I think one more. Uh, this one's called "I Have the Receipts." My friend who was pushing 40 had literally never paid a bill before. She had gone from living with her parents to living in a dorm to living with her parents again until she got married. Then she got divorced and was living on her own for the first time. I got a text from her asking if my power was out too. Then she realized it was just her. Her excuse was she never paid attention to the bills because she thought they were receipts and that the cost was included in her rent. Her water was cut off a couple of weeks later and we had to talk about that too. How come my shit doesn't work? My phone doesn't <laughs> work. turning off. My power doesn't work. My water doesn't work. My car. Someone stole my car. Someone repossessed my car. I, I, you know, unfortunately, this young woman has been done a horrible disservice by everyone in her life. Yes. A horrible disservice. It was never required to learn to live alone. It is not. This is not her fault. I, I'm going to absolve her of... It's like she lived with her parents and her parents never decided to teach her about what it takes to live in the world. Like you have to save money, pay bills. Like they never taught them that. They, her parents never taught her. She got all the way I, to 40 and didn't understand how bills get paid. I, I think that's, that's, a, that's a terrible and sad story. Awful. <laughs> Awful. What are the people in her life doing? Not helping out. I mean, I can only relate to this uh, in the sense that I've been fortunate enough in the last couple of years to get to a point where pretty much all of my recurring bills are auto-paid. So yes. things just pay themselves. I And one of the reasons I did that was because I had a mileage card and I traveled a lot. So I wanted every dollar I spent to generate benefits for me while I was on the road. Right. Yeah. So I set this up. So that all my bills are paid by the, by the credit card. Um, but when you don't pay something, like you don't actually pay the bill for a long time, and then suddenly the service stops working, it's, it's, it can be really disconcerting. Because it's like, wait a minute, I don't even know where that is. I haven't logged into that website in two years. <laughs> <laughs> right, when, you're, uh, when, you're, uh, when your credit card has to renew, like, it, it, mm-hmm. like you have to update the expiration date. You're like, oh shit, what, 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 am I, what is going on this bill? What's going on this credit card? Well, and now, and now they're even doing it proactively, right? So if you have it on auto pay, the bank usually knows and will update the, the creditor that, with the new credit information. Uh-huh. You don't even have to do right. it anymore. <laughs> so yeah, when my internet company changed hands, they said there wasn't going to be any problem mm-hmm. moving things over. There was a problem. <laughs> Is it was my internet went down in the middle. Oh, like, it was not cool. It was, I, that's terrible. The, yes, I mean, if you're doing it right the in this day and age like yes auto pay like your direct deposit i don't even have to touch a lot of money to be quite honestly it's like mm-hmm. you know, thankfully i'm grateful for this by the way yeah like but, the number of transactions that actually occur in my bank account are, is very small but the but the the money sort of splashes in via direct deposit 
splashes in. It's just very extravagant, like Scrooge McDuck over there. <laughs> it splashes in. <laughs> and you'll, you'll, uh, you'll get the extended metaphor here in a second. It gets sucked out by the auto pay. And yeah. if I'm doing it right, it leaves a little puddle. Right. And that puddle grows a little bit over time until right. it gets to a certain level. And then you just sort of, then I sort of just scrape some of it off into the savings part of my, <laughs> into my, yeah. into my bank account. And then you just rinse, repeat, right? It just kind of, yes. and you just, and then some months or, you know, some months, you know, there's not going to be, you can dip into the puddle because, you know, the holidays or you're going on vacation or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not like I've been on vacation this year or anything. So it's like, fine. Um, well, that's why I have two major, I have two main credit cards. I have one that is like your, uh, immutable expenses. Mm. So all the auto pays go to that credit card. Right. And then I just pay that credit card. Right. Yeah. And that gets paid. That comes right out of my bank and that's auto. So there's double auto pay on that. Yeah. All the bills get paid on the credit card. Then the bank auto pays that credit. Perfect. Card. Then I have a card that is what I would call, uh, discretionary spending credit card. Okay. And so that balance kind of just goes up and down. Got it. And so that, that is in, in inverse relation to the puddle. Got it. Right? So those two things have a, a correlation to each other. And then I manually pay that one. Got it. So that I can keep track of, like, how much did I spend this month? Um, Do I need to rein it in? Yes. And the answer is always yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and, generally and every yes. month. Not so much this year. I mean, I've been fortunate to... That, again, it's it's hard to talk about these things. And I know there's so many people out there struggling. Oh, yeah. For um, sure. When I feel like because we're in a fairly secure situation. And I already worked remotely. That's the biggest cha- thing, mm. I think, for me, is that... There's nothing about my job that really changed. Yeah, just a bunch of people around the house when you're trying to do it now. <laughs> it's a separate problem. You and my wife should have a support group. It's like, I had this great job where I worked at the house. Everyone just left. Oh, it was And it was the best. And I just did my deal. And then people show up. And I was actually kind of glad to see them when they came home. And it was great. Now it's like, fuck, who are these people? Why are they here? <laughs> you know, I just they're just, they're killing me. They're killing me. I, well, I hope everyone out there who is maybe struggling is, is doing okay. I, I know that there's doesn't seem like there's any relief coming, and I, I feel stressed about that every day. Um, I definitely try to do what I can in the spots that I feel like I can make a difference. I've got some of my my pet giving places that, uh, that I've been a part of. Um, but anyway, I hope you're doing all right. And that was the first edition of the Moron Chronicles. Let's go to segment number three. All right, in segment three, uh, I got yelled at on the internet this week. <laughs> So, set, set this one up for me. All right, so I, we, you and I have discussed in the past defund the police, sure. and you said that you didn't like that, and you and I kind of d- discussed whether or not that was. I, I was like, well, that doesn't really mean. You're like, well, it depends on who you ask, and all those things were true. Um, it's it's stuck around, and then now there was some scapegoating after the election about you know down ballot races the Democrats lost, saying that those kinds of slogans were hurting us. Obviously, Obama had something to say about it recently, where he said snappy slogans aren't getting it done. Now, Obama's lost a lot of the left for being sort of exposed as kind of a very neoliberal president, right? In, in their view, sure. right? That wasn't really there for, like, the change thing was bullshit, right. that kind of stuff, <laughs> right? right? Um, and so there's an activist that I follow, who I've followed actually since Ferguson, so for four or five years now, um, and I, I respect her a great deal. She has a lot to add to the conversation, and I had just noticed that the ACLU of all sources had moved to saying we need to divest from policing. So that means the same thing, right? It means we need to invest less money in the, the, the execution of policing our communities. Okay. But it's not defund the police, which sounds co- confrontational. Okay. 
And so what she was saying was that you should listen to the people that are creating the slogans because they're the ones that are setting the tone, not the secondary you know, filter where it's the people telling you what it means. But that's not really how messaging or marketing really works. So all I did was ask, hey, I happen to see, and I just replied to a tweet where she had said that about the defund the police slogan. And I had said, I saw the ACLU. Um, it was using this language instead. Do you think that that, that you know, it seemed, it's me, it's me. Not meaningfully different, mm. but it does seem like more palatable for people who might agree with you on the issues, but do balk at the way it is presented sure. to them. And just immediately, I don't know, some asshole, and I shouldn't even bother to engage. I, I know better, but I can't help myself sometimes. <laughs> Stop worrying about slogans. That's not the fucking problem or whatever the hell he said. Yeah. And my point was simply like. I should just bring up the thread because he, he at some point accuses me of like peddling divisive rhetoric. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I never actually, even, I didn't offer an opinion. I literally just asked a question right. of someone who is much more knowledgeable in this area than I am about whether or not this might be a good way to approach it. Because I know for a fact, there are people I've spoken to who would agree with me that the police are too militarized. Don't do enough de-escalation, that the social work should not have anything to do with law enforcement, that traffic stops probably don't necessarily need to be handled the same way. All the different little things you might say about policing. And, uh, and they, but you get to defund and they're just like, well, no, <laughs> right? Cause it's sort of, it sounds like it, it reads to people like supporting the troops. Yeah. Right. No, that's like that's, that, that's exactly how it reads, right? It, 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 right. I mean, we 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 spent the whole, we spent most of the at least the last, well, before, before George Floyd, or before. I mean, mm-hmm. like we were celebrating first responders. Like mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. was. I mean, it was. It's a. It's a. It's a common thing, you know, to celebrate first responders, and right. then it became. And then it became, then the police ended up on the other side. Like, it's like, we love these first responders, <laughs> but these first responders, the police, you, you go over here, you stand over here in this other side of this yeah. other, you stand on the other side of the fence. Cause we don't want to celebrate you anymore. Yeah. Anyway, I got told I was missing the point. Cause I lo- and then I went and looked at his timeline. It was very clear what his position was. If you don't support defund the police or if, if the language is the problem for you, you don't support it and you're just using that as an excuse, you know, to, to, yeah. as cover fire, basically. I'm like, you know, not everybody sees the world in black and white. Yeah. Um, it may make sense to change the messaging if you actually want to get it done. And I made these points and I just, uh, I want to put my, that's me pushing divisive rhetoric. Yes. Um, and then I was like, He's like, just stop talking about the messaging. You're wasting time. You're doing Obama's work by continuing to talk about the messaging. Like, what time am I wasting? Who's wasting time? I like the fact that doing Obama's work is now a pejorative. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> you are doing Obama's work. Um, and I had even said in the thread, like, I've talked about the issues. Exactly what I just described to you. I've talked with people about the issues. And then when we get to the, the slogan, they're out. And so it's... And then I finally was like, look, the best way I can have an impact is to influence people in my circle. And if that means I change the way I talk about this to make them more on board with what, you know, the outcome that I want to see or that you clearly want to mm-hmm. see, um, I won't have wasted my time. And then it comes back again with stop, then talk about the issues, stop talking about slogans. And I'm like, I literally, I've already addressed yeah. this. And that's where I disengage. Right. It's like, now we're in a circle and you're yeah. an idiot. Well, so here, I've got to go. Thing. And this is true of all, this is, I find this to be true nearly across the board. We judge ourselves by our intentions, and we judge other people by their actions. This is the, this is the great divide of being a human. 
<laughs> like, I understand what my motivations. I understand my intentions. I didn't. Right. I just was asking a, a very. I was asking a question. I was interested in an honest answer. That person saw your actions, not your intentions, right? And then he mm-hmm. applied his intentions to your actions, and then attacked you, because that's what he does. That's what that person on the internet does. They find people who don't agree with them and they attack them. That's just what he does. That's his actions, right? You don't know what his intentions right. are. His, maybe his intentions are, I really want the best for people. I want, but we don't see that. Like I don't, because all I see is you being an asshole <laughs> on the internet. That's, but I'm not. But that's the thing. Like I judge myself by my intentions. I judge you by your actions, and we do this with everybody. We do this even with the people who are most close in your life. <laughs> like you, you will, you will judge them by their actions, not their intentions. And right. part of, I think, part of creating close and close relationships with people is then is by actually seeing their intentions, and understanding how their intentions and their actions are how they work together. Like maybe they, maybe, maybe they did something that annoyed you, but if you look at their intentions, they were either trying to helpful, they were trying to be helpful or they were trying. And so, so, but to straight for strangers, for sure. <laughs> like, I don't care what your intentions are. If you're, if you're, if, if I can't, if, if I, you know, if I see you wildly, I'm going to judge you. That's just how, that's just how it works. Like, I just, I was, it was so frustrating to ask a legitimate question to someone who might have information for me and immediately get shouted down by her other followers that like, just, well, if you're not on this message, you're not on the message that we need. And I'm like, that is not what I'm at all. What I'm saying, I, do you want me to be able to influence other people yeah. that you don't know? Sadly, sadly, Twitter is not a place to go if you're looking for compassion or understanding of any kind. I mean, it's just, it was just wild. <laughs> it's just wild that you could argue yourself in a circle in five tweets. It's, yeah, and and but that's what that's what that's what shouting down does. I mean, it's it has very little to do with creating a cogent argument, right? It it's just mm-hmm. I'm louder than you, I'm more annoying than you, and you a cow. All right, well you win then, but you haven't changed. Yeah. But you haven't changed my mind. You know, you haven't. Well, that's a good segue into what I brought, which is you know what's left of the segment. We'll talk about this thread of overreactions that this person had collected. And the one that caught my eye is, is somebody tweeted a couple of days ago, just, I miss jokes, which I think is a sentiment that on Twitter a lot of people can feel right, right. now. But then the first, or the, the first quote tweet is, sorry that us dying is fucking up the <laughs> algorithm of your timeline and your Twitter experience. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, I think you find right now that only the most talented of comedians can navigate this. And, I, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm looking at you, David Chappelle. I mean, really, it's somebody, I mean, if you're not at least that sharp, you're probably going to get smashed against the rocks of modern society if you try to tell jokes in front of crowds. <laughs> I can't imagine, I can't imagine trying to do jokes in front of crowds right now. No. It's got to be, it's, I, that's got to be the most frightening thing. Well, speaking of Obama, and of course you're going to get this kind of reaction when it comes to politicians, but Michelle Obama tweets, happy birthday to my favorite guy. Here's to all the good days, blue skies, and new adventures to come. And it's a picture of a much younger Obama couple and much younger children. Um, And then the quote tweet here is, 
I wish I remembered what article it was, but I remember reading that some were afraid of blue skies because that meant drones were flying in the air and would bomb people. Only when it was cloudy did the drones have trouble targeting. <laughs> That's the quote on the Michelle Obama's birthday <laughs> message to Barack. Thank you, QAnon. That's the, uh, I mean... There, that's. A, I mean, I understand the yeah. point that what, is being made there because yeah, that was a I thing. Mean, what I mean, there's. I guess there's really no statute of limitations anymore. In that usually, no. what used to happen was when the when the president was out of office, we just sort of said, "Okay, great," and then then they graduate to some like level where it's like, you know what, you're sort of inconsequential now, but you were you're a former president, and so. You show up at celebrity golf tournaments and people interview every now and again. And you pretty much, as a former president, just stayed out of other people's business, right? And, you know, you didn't comment on stuff. I think George W. Bush is a good example of a two-term president who just, like, now he draws, now he paints pictures of the dogs. <laughs> I mean, that's just, he just, he just stays out of it. And well, I do think what's happened is a, a much larger portion of the electorate has become wise to things they were not aware of previously. Yeah. And that has now created a much longer tail for these actions that people have realized belatedly that they were probably even complicit uh-huh. in um, in their support of these administrations and have realized that they would rather have not have been complicit. So they're, they're trying to get their catharsis right. after the yeah. fact. And and I think that that some politicians like, well, Clinton, for sure, like set up a set up a high profile post presidency thing. And right. Obama similarly is doing more high profile things as a former president like like bush doesn't go anywhere he's he just he's like he knows to stay out of he's like i don't want to deal i'm just gonna i'm just gonna hang out close to home and not and not deal the last one i was going to mention um because i always like these tweets of people who are bad at income math like especially about stimulus and things uh-huh. like that so this is I hope the government cuts off that $600 shit ASAP. A lot of bums scamming the system while people out here busting their ass for nothing extra. Fuck that. Cut them off. <laughs> this tweet brought to you by Ronald Reagan. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, go ahead. Approve some stimulus, man. Whatever. Yeah, I just, you know, I mean, it's this weird psychosis that we've been trained on in this country that the government using our money that we gave it to try to improve the lives of the people that live in the country is somehow like un-American. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, like, look, I'm not going to get into the vagaries of, of stimulus and what should have happened, but the solution to what we could have, should have done seems very simple, which is close all businesses where people congregate and dirt inside, pay those businesses to pay their workers and freeze all debt collection for everyone and just put the shit on hold. And I'm sorry, Wall Street, you can just wait a minute. You don't need to have endless growth when we're all, you know, we're trying not to die. So there was, a, you know, block and tackle, right? There's a really easy way to execute a plan to keep people afloat. You just make it so nobody has to pay, pay bills, basically, for the short term. And, and then, you know, then what, they're not going to crash the economy if the economy wasn't overly leveraged in the investment economy, right? The, the unreal the not real economy, as, as it were. Yeah. Anyway, I didn't mean for this segment to be political. <laughs> I guess it started political, politically with my, my getting yeah, yelled at. But, but, I mean, but it's, it's true. It's one of those things where the, things have to function, right? I mean, things have, like, they're... Or you could just... <laughs> or you could just I guess we don't trust people to like, do the right thing. I think we've, we've already... I think we've already gotten over that. 
but the <laughs> I think we've I think we've gotten past well, that. Well, I mean, idea. there's a thing about lying for money that's going on. <laughs> there's a there's a, a word for that when you lie to people to get them to give you money. Yes. Uh, and, and we don't seem super concerned about stopping that. So, look, look, I have my my feelings about who should and should not be prosecuted. Around here. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not going to get into that right now. And that's it for our regular segments. And you know what time of the show this is. Now comes the part where we throw our heads back and laugh. Ready? Ready! <laughs> Dad jokes of the week. Woo! All right. Uh, I had a repeat this week from last year's calendar. Oh, yeah? So, And I think they're... You tell me if I sold this one already. It's getting hard to tell now. All right. What do you call snow that melts before it ever makes it to the ground? A snowflake. Like it's flaky. Sure. So it doesn't make yeah. it. I don't know. It's not a good joke. I've just been to a very emotional wedding. Even the cake was in tears. That's the one I think was a duplicate. Oh. Uh, okay. It seems familiar. My son asked me to take him to the hospital because he had a large red mark on his face. I said, let's not make any rash decisions. This was long. You ready? Okay. A pirate and a sailor were exchanging stories. The sailor pointed to the pirate's peg leg and asked, How did you get that? The pirate said, Aye, I wrestled a shark and lost me leg. The sailor pointed to the pirate's hook and asked, How did you get that? The pirate said, Aye, I fought Redbeard's crew and lost me hand. The sailor pointed to the pirate's eye patch and asked, How did you get that? The pirate said, Aye, a seagull flew by and left droppings in me eye. The sailor said, That's not as impressive as the other two tales. Well, the pirate answered, it was my first day with the hook. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's not bad. I didn't know I was going to do a pirate voice <laughs> when I started reading that. <laughs> I like the pirate voice. It was it's a very Thanks. appropriate. I'm, I'm sad the sailor didn't have a voice. <laughs> I wasn't ready to do voices until I realized I was going to do a pirate. Because the first word is I. I feel like I had to lean into it. My son came to visit for summer vacation. How nice. Did you meet him at the airport? Oh, no. I've known him for years. Why are giraffes so slow to apologize? Because it takes them a long time to swallow their pride. And finally, a monastery was in financial trouble, so it went into the fish and chips business. <laughs> I'm already, you don't even have to hit the punchline. It's already funny. To raise money, one night a customer knocked on the monastery door. A monk answered. The customer asked, are you the fish fryer? No, he replied. I'm the chipmunk. <laughs> and that's it for Dad Jokes of the Week. From me, what do you got? All right. I think my wife is putting glue in my holster. She denies it, but I'm sticking to my guns. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank God I only have to, like two more weeks of like having to kind of come up. You're almost free. <laughs> I'm almost free of this. Free of, it, you know, I have been trying to make up dad jokes for two years now. Two years. One it worked week. better when you had the, the crowdsourcing option oh. at the office. Yes. Yes. Being out of the office this year hurt my workshopping. Like Because I, I would put that joke up on the whiteboard. And then people would sort of like, oh, that's funny. This could be better. Da, 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 da. I had a couple of p people at work who would review my, my submissions and then sort of help me clean them up. But yes, I am lacking that. Let's, uh, 
go to the overtime. Overtime. All right, I'll let you set it up. You brought the overtime this week. I did. Tell me about it. So this week, so, well, first of all, um, celebrity food personality Nigella Lawson is is hot. Like, oh, yeah? <laughs> I kind of have a thing for her. Okay. You know, she's English, raven-haired. Yeah. Like, I understand what she's you're saying. Like, I, she's I, like, just, I didn't know you were going to bring that in to, to she's, play. She's, she's like the queen of, like, I think she, like, invented food porn. Like, like she, like, lick her fingers a lot, like, like mm. ooh and ah a little bit. Like, she's been mm. doing this shtick for a good long while. So, God bless her. Glad we have her around. But this week... She she had a funny pronunciation of microwave. You want me to share with the listeners? Please. But I still need a bit of milk, full fat, which I've warmed in the microwave. All right. So, (laughs) (laughs) microwave. I mean, I don't, I don't even know if anyone, like, there's no pronunciation. There's like, even if you spoke a foreign language, would you come up with microwave? Which maybe if you're French, perhaps, maybe I go- I have definitely thought things were more complex than they needed to be in the past. <laughs> so, but it got me thinking about, um, about words that we've, we've, we started saying in a funny way and you say them like we have them around our house. We have them between you and me, right? Like every, whatever, whenever we, we sit down to do this podcast, I always say, should I start up the Skype? Yes. Which is a little like microwave, to be honest it's with you. It's almost identical. <laughs> but I thought, I thought to myself, maybe Nigella, maybe jokingly, they refer to the microwave as, as that. Yes. And it just but, sort of crept out. It just sort of, it just sort of splashed out when she was talking. That's what she said. Yeah. She said that it's just one of those things they say around the house. Right. Which is hilarious. Because do you have any of those things around your house? Well, so I was trying to think. Um, you know, I, I think this, this is just very much this is like people calling Target Target. Yes, exactly. Right. Or uh, I think the one that I probably say the most is Rainier beer. I call it Ranier because it's R-A-I-N-I-E-R. So <laughs> Ranier. Ra- and if you were and if you were Prince Ranier <laughs> of Monaco, it's like, you know, that's that's how it works. Yeah, and as I thought more about it, I was like, is there anything else around the house that we like, you know, call the wrong thing or, or say? And then we uh, sometimes we'll say no signal when the TV goes out. And that's just that's child misspeak, right? That's mis- that's two year old mispronunciation right. of what does that say? And I don't know how we ended up, you know, signal is kind of a weird word The kids, young kids have a hard time with the uh, consonant combinations, especially the soft consonant combinations. Mm-hmm. So signal became snignal, which now every time I say snignal sounds like I'm about to say something terrible and I'm going <laughs> to stop. Right. Um, but I was also thinking that children's pronunciation, mispronunciation, uh, children's mispronunciations are like the primary way that adults get nicknames. For sure. Right. Like you don't, nobody's going to call you some new name right. later on in life. I mean, unless you call yourself Mamba, like Kobe just started calling himself <laughs> You make up your nickname. Oh my god, I can't believe that actually worked. My grand- it bothers me all the time. <laughs> my grandparents were referred to as Ma and Da because mm-hmm. my my oldest cousin called them that when he was when he was a little kid, and and then everyone called them that. Mm-hmm. It's not just like it's not like just we called them that as parents. Like then 
the next like the generation, my dad's generation, they started calling them Manda. <laughs> and then and then when I was What's the habit? Like, it's a habit. And then everybody, like then like twenty cousins, all this other stuff, like they're Manda. And it and it came from the fact that the first grandchild just sort of stuck him with that stuck him with that uh, nickname. That's how that works. Yeah. Around our house we have bagels. Okay. Not bagels. Yes. Bagels. It's terrible. I my daughter She's she's the one who starts all this stuff, and then it just okay. and then and then and then next thing you know, we're all calling them bagels. It's like I don't know. I think the bagels are out in the freezer. I'm like, what are we doing? But you know, some people just say that bagels. <laughs> so maybe they just that's what they call them. She knows better, but now we call them bagels around the house. Um, I wouldn't call this a mispronunciation, but my wife like only extends like, like. The letters with a, a short or words with a short e like leg or egg. Uh huh. It's it's an a y sound. Leg. So yes. So she says, not bagels. <laughs> <laughs> but like le- like leg. And now I've noticed one of my daughters says it like that too. And I'm like, why are you guys doing that? Is it like it's, it's like a, it's like a weird, like a weird sort of southern draw kind of a. But she's not from the south. <laughs> no. Leg. leg. No, I don't get it. Leg. No, her mother inexplicably says Washington, which I, I, can't, I can't have it. <laughs> well, I, come, I can't. Well, I, I spent a lot of time in a state called Missouri. So, I mean, uh, Wash- I Washington, Warder. Well, the, you know, not colloquial. No, no, no. It's fine. water, but it's Warsh. <laughs> Is it the washing machine? Yes. Really? Yeah. So, the, it, so it, it shows up in not just Washington, but as the washing machine. Yes. Interesting. <laughs> so. We have like so if you go to my uh if you go to my parents' house, um, this is the funny thing about pineapple. So when I was when I was younger, we used to go to this um this uh, Asian restaurant and we had this waiter who we really liked and he was the same waiter all the time. And he would say pineapple as pineapple because he was from Asia uh-huh. <laughs> and spoke. Chinese. Anyway, pineapple. So if you go to my house and you, someone will say pineapple. <laughs> People will refer to pineapple as pineapple. But my daughter, and again, her infinite wisdom around here, she refers to it as panopole. Uh-huh. And I just want to chit strangle it all the time. But then I find myself saying it. And then it's like, oh, yeah, so it's panopole. You put the panopole. Well, and I'm like, God dang it. Because I understand that that's how she wants to process it. So I just say, right. oh, yeah, it's panopole. Like, what? What am I doing? I need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> it works too over time. Like how you slowly convinced me that the transition line was different than the one I'd been using for a year and a half <laughs> for the dad jokes of the week part. Right. And like, uh, yeah, exactly. I'm just gaslit over the whole panopole thing. It just happens. Well, I mean, I, I, Victor Crumb in the Harry Potter books calls Hermione Hermione, and so I call her Hermione, and it drives my daughter crazy. <laughs> That's cool. And we refer to the Disney uh, flying carpet classic as Aladdin around here. <laughs> okay. Because you know how that's what that you know that's how they pronounce his name for reals. You Most know likely. he's Aladdin, not Aladdin. There's nobody named it's definitely not Aladdin. There's nobody named Aladdin. In the Middle East. His name is definitely Aladdin. But could you imagine Disney trying to market that? <laughs> market that, that? Can you imagine the outrage and picketing that would happen if you tried to market that uh, that movie as Aladdin? 
might have been able to get away with it back when it came out. <laughs> today, not so much. Maybe, maybe today now you just get a lot like of poor reaction. How from about in two thousand? People you always get poor about, reaction from. How about in two thousand three? <laughs> <laughs> for sure not. <laughs> Could be for, but anyway, if you want, if you if. If you're gonna, to our eternal shame. If you're gonna, if you're gonna if you're gonna refer to that around here around my house, it's definitely Aladdin. No question about it. <laughs> All right. Any others to share with the people? Not today. I say Bud Heavy. People get confused by that because <laughs> I don't want Bud Light. Bud Heavy. I want the re- yeah. I want the real shit. Yeah. All right. Well, that's our show. Our right, thanks to all of you for listening to the Two on Three Pod, where we hope you're staying safe, staying healthy, and making do with this crazy holiday season. If you don't already, please subscribe and a review via your favorite podcast provider and don't be shy about sharing your thoughts and suggestions for the show. We'll be back next week with more pop culture, life strategies, and existentialism. But until then, Panopolis. <laughs>